Hi everybody, welcome back to Little Wisdom. I am Shub, back yet again with another exciting episode. <laughs> so, let's jump right in. Apart from his military prowess, this former emperor of the French wrote a romantic novel, would disguise himself and walk the streets to know what people really thought of him, and he also wore poison around his neck. He practiced what we know today as the Napoleon technique to increase productivity, conserve energy, and to stay focused. And, contrary to popular belief, the man may not have been as short as he's presented to be. How tall was he really and what is that technique? Well, stay tuned to find out. Alright, so you may be familiar with Napoleon. Maybe not in person because uh, I think he passed on many, many years ago. But if you've studied history or you've probably seen his portrait or even just... His name, I think, is just synonymous with uh, so many things. And even in pop culture, it's quite uh, prevalent. Um, you probably know who he is. Another well-known piece of information associated with him is that he was short. But was he truly short? Well, short answer, <laughs> no, he was not. Long answer, he was actually around 1.69 meters, which barely misses 5 feet 7 inches by 1 centimeter. So why this confusion? It's due to the French versus British measuring system in those days. According to a French pre-metric system, Napoleon was said to be 5 feet 2 inches. But here's the thing. The French inch of the time was 2.7 cm while the British inch was said to be shorter at 2.54 cm. There are actually, I think, uh, three sources, three French sources, his valet, one of his generals, and his personal physicians that have said that Napoleon's height was just over 5 feet 2 inches. And I'm actually translating from French. So when you do the math and you apply the conversion, Napoleon was actually the height of an average adult male. He was not short, ladies and gentlemen. Now that we have fact-checked and done some historic justice to the man and his height, there's another lesser-known strategy of his that actually remains uh, very underrated. Um, it's something I came across uh, quite some time back, actually, in another podcast that I was listening to. And I noted it down because I really wanted to do an episode on it. And here it is. So, the other strategy that I'm talking about is how he managed to get things done by doing nothing. Or rather, doing nothing for three weeks. In fact, he had given strict instructions to his secretary to leave his letters unopened for three weeks before opening them. Unless, of course, they arrived by extraordinary couriers. And when he finally did open all of this bunch of uh, letters that he had, he found that a bulk of the matters stated in those letters had resolved themselves. So basically, he didn't need to interfere. He didn't really need to uh, do anything. And this saved him precious time and brain power. From acknowledgements of the letters received, favors that were already granted, to complaints and demands for promotion or asking money, much of these issues eventually sorted themselves out. And these were actually, I think, some of the things mentioned in those letters. Napoleon was focused on being focused. And he did that by not just prioritizing, 
and not opening his mail, but also by making that process known to those around him. He supposedly said to his secretary, and I'm quoting, uh, I'm sure he must have said this in French, so I'm not going to try that. But basically he said, during the night, enter my chamber as seldom as possible. Do not awake me when you have any good news to communicate. With that, there is no hurry. But when you bring bad news, rouse me instantly, for then there is not a moment to be lost. This way, if he was awakened, he knew it was something that definitely needed his immediate attention and it needed to be resolved then and there. And if he wasn't woken up, well, then he'd wake up to a bright new day and receive good news and who does not want that? In fact, I think we all need that right now. <laughs> so I know what you're thinking. Come on, Shub, that worked for Napoleon. Are you seriously asking me to wait three weeks before responding to my emails or messages or phone calls? Do you want me to have trouble in life and at work? No, in fact, I want you to be happy and productive. Data shows, on average, that an adult spends, oh my gosh, I swear this is too much, 23 hours, okay? 23 hours a week on text messages. In fact, 95% of the texts are said to be read within three minutes, and the average response time I'm looking at this number again, is insane. It's 90 seconds, nine zero. I am also thinking if this applies to a specific age group, aka younger bunch of people, because I know the older you get, the desire and the memory to respond to text seems to kind of go down a little bit. But uh, that could just be me. But this provides a good overview, yeah, in numbers and in the culture of responding fast to being quick and staying on top on the surge of information that we face every single day. So, while you cannot wait three weeks to respond to your emails or messages, you can, though, take a moment to filter out what really requires your time and attention. Ask yourself, do you really need to reply to that Facebook comment right now? Do you have to sit in on those meetings or can you block out that time to do your work and get an update later? Do you need all those damn notifications for every single app on your phone? No, you don't. All right. The truth is that you can actually mute the majority of them, especially the social media ones. In fact, I think you should. But there's one notification that I think you should keep. It's when Little Wisdom has a new podcast episode every time. I think you should keep that one on. Um, but no, like I said, completely up to you. And in fact, a lot of your group chats and WhatsApp chats can be muted as well. And so can people who message you at odd hours of the day. So that's what it is. You know, you can make choices. You can opt out of certain meetings or mute certain uh, pieces of technology and information that do not have an immediate or direct impact on your life at that point. According to researchers, the stress of not being able to process information as fast as it arrives can both deplete and demoralize you. So this is why sometimes at the end of the day, when you feel like you've just been pulled in all sorts of directions, and so has your brain, but you feel you didn't really do anything, kind of feel like shit. <laughs> And it's not your fault. It's just that our brains are wired very differently. Um, differently enough so that when the information comes at us, we also need time to process. And there is an information overload. And when you match it with the societal pressure of just having to be able to respond to everything, 
it really does make you feel a little down. In fact, getting hooked on this habit uh, can also fuel an addiction of sorts, if I can use that word. According to a survey of 4,000 email users in the United States, nearly 60% checked their email in the bathroom, 15% of people checked it in church, 11% hid the fact that they were checking it from a spouse or any other family member. So, my request to you is the next time you catch yourself checking emails while you pee, or you go number two, stop yourself. At least, oh my gosh, please allow yourself and give yourself those few seconds or minutes of, well, relief. Pun unintended. Step back and assess where your energy and decision-making efforts should be directed instead of shooting arrows everywhere and hitting only a few goals. The world will always make you feel like your attention and effort is needed everywhere all the time. But the reality is that it is not. Don't buy into the illusion and instead conserve your energy and conserve your focus. All right, that is all I have for you today. Napoleon may have been a victim of fake news, given that he wasn't short after all, but he was all true and accurate in his ways to be more productive. Instead of the Napoleon complex, I hope you'll remember today's Napoleon technique and be more productive and focused. I'm Shub and this is Little Wisdom. Join us on social media, by the way, at Little Wisdom Podcast, all small words, all together. And that's where you can connect and even share episode ideas if you have some. I would love to hear that from you. Till then, take care and stay wise. Stay wise.